Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Aaron Ange and producer Shar back on the ones and twos. I feel like we haven't basic bitched in 45 years. Yeah. Um, but we're back. It's only been like two weeks, I think. I don't even remember the last time we basic bitched. Um, we did a lot of slam dance interviews, which hope hope y'all have caught. Um, just just a lot of love from slam dance. That's all I have to say. I love Sundance. Always love Sundance. But slam dance was kind of extra special. I think it was our best all around coverage for a film festival, just in terms of the conversations. I feel like we were able to really kind of capture us with slam dance this year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Our, our authentic self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I read. That's, that's one of our talking points, <laughs> FYI. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forwarded this to you finally. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, slam dance was rad. I just, yeah, I don't, I'm like, can we do, can we outdo ourselves for South by? Who the fuck knows? I get cross eyed every time I try to. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and make a list. And I'm like, shit, Dude. I turn it off. I yeah, the I mean, if any, it, so I, this, this weekend I've mentioned, I'm doing this thing called hustle and play, which is, it's great. And I had it listed for both days, just like time for South by. <laughs> and so like, every time I'd open up my computer too, I'm like, oh shit, I don't even know where to start. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel the same way y'all. <laughs> Just like I sent the one email and they're like, cool, we'll get back to you. And you're like, okay, yeah. I don't even know. So I, I keep looking at the programming and oh, every and time helping with one. Yeah. Every time I go, every time I go through the programming, it's just like, there's a, it, you know, a film fits for something. And, you know, like it's, it's good for bitch talk. It's good for, you know, radio rehab. It's good for this show or whatever. And then like with us, because we do so many of them, I'm like, oh, we would totally do this. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's like 50 films right there. <laughs> and just the, the emails that we're getting. So I have a separate folder for uh, South by emails. And I'm like, I'll look at them later. There's now 50 emails in my South by folder. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Tiring. But it's exciting. Uh, but it's, it's exciting. Uh, my my critique of South by so far, just about there. And maybe it's just because it's we're in a pandemic. So I'm giving them the whatever I'm giving, I'm throwing them a bone for that. Uh, but I, at least with Sundance, it felt like they gave you, they sent you a press release. They're like, this is what we're doing. And that's how I just came up with that list, which was still a lot of films, but at least I could go through each one, read descriptions and then like list out what we could do. And I feel like unless I totally missed it, which I will own up to, maybe I missed their big old, this is what we're doing for South by. I feel like every pitch we're getting is from the individual PR folks and then you got to look through those it's not consolidated that's all right. I'm saying so you're like Jesus Christ it's a little scary but anyways well, not shitting on South by we're really excited I think it's good for us yeah to step no. up our game like it's a bigger beast yeah. so bring it you know 
I was just saying, uh, like, uh, you know, in our last, I think this was our last basic right after Sundance with, um, with John Wildman is that, you know, South by kind of, you know, they kind of thrive on the chaos. So that's kind of, and we're experiencing it firsthand right now. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, it's, it's good. I've got like, I, it's funny because I've got like four times the, the, the emails that I normally get for film festivals just because there's like, because I'm also getting integrated into other film festivals, you know, like San Luis Obispo is out there, Oxford, and then there's some other stuff that are, a San Francisco International Film Fest just sent us uh, oh, a ha- oh, no. They were okay. just like, oh, we'll apply for press. And I'm like, oh my God. And that's on the heels. <laughs> that's in April. So- <laughs> and I have to tell you guys, like, there's other, <laughs> there's a whole other list of emails, at least for me to, to go through and actually go back to folks that are just like the normal interviews, like I think we should do. But I can't even, this is, we need an assistant, y'all. Putting out the call. We need an assistant. (laughs) This is it. We need it. We need just like someone to go through the emails once a week. That's all. And maybe then also do some social media. That'd be really helpful. Um, So if you know anyone who's listening, (laughs) you guys want to help out some bitches, that'd be great. Um, Yeah, I have a whole like little list of other folks that are like, Oh, there goes my lotion. All right. Uh, they lubing up per- during the interview. Interesting. Yeah, gross. Um, <laughs> oh my God. All right. Um, yeah, we, I just have other people I want to get on and I just, I haven't had been able to even do that and it's already March. So here we are. Uh, so it's the day after the we- <laughs> famous infamous, uh, now famous interview with Oprah. And, um, do we just call him Harry now? Cause he's not a prince anymore. Right. I guess so. Yeah. Fuck that. Harry and yeah. Megan, Harry and Megan, uh, Harry Markle and Megan Markle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, Jeff and I are watching it, which is hilarious. Cause he didn't want to watch it. Like all, and he and I both were like, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, we watched the hours of course and then he was like what is what's harry's last name i don't even know what their last names are so he looked that up i think it's andrews maybe i don't know um he's like what do we call him i'm like i don't know (laughs) harry harry the the son of diana like i don't know anymore um but uh, i think we all here watched it or then you know got up early this morning and watched more because apparently Ange can't stop won't stop with all this news um but let's let's talk about it wants to start (laughs) well i i'll start by saying oprah is just that was a master class in interviewing which are you taking notes i'm not surprised by yes always whenever i see (laughs) always i'm just you know thinking of um and i just love how she's able to call back on things like and push you know without being pushy you know because she just has a way of coming she's just so compassionate and and uh empathetic in her questioning that it that it doesn't seem pushy you know like I Harry didn't answer what his relationship was like with with Prince William and I was like damn it he never answered that and then at the end she she called it back you know it's just such a master class in in interviewing and and digging without feeling like she was digging you know just like you're sitting down with a friend but and she's also friend. Oprah. <laughs> and she's Oprah, yeah. I, I, so just, wow, she's just so good. And uh, I miss that. I miss seeing her more regularly in this role. So I'll just start by saying that. 
Shar, do you have any <laughs> thoughts? I know. Did you see the whole interview or you saw everything oh. this morning, which I'm sure was a rehash? Oh, no, I absolutely, like last night, I, um, where I was, I was out somewhere. I was running an errand and I go, oh, it's on tonight. And I like went on my YouTube TV app, recorded it, went home <laughs> and had just enough time so that I could fast forward it and like binge it through like an hour and 20 minutes without any commercials. Oh, watching. lucky. There were too many commercials. Jesus I like Christ. just watch. I just went through the whole thing. And then this morning when I woke up, I, uh, I was like, oh, I have to watch the the unaired scenes and what Oprah had to say about it. So I was I spent, you know, 30 minutes on on the uh, uh, on the YouTube trying to, you know, uh, chronolo- uh, put it in chronological order of Oprah's doing her interview with uh, with Gail. And, um, you know, it's yeah, I mean, like that, that's. First of all, it's, I don't know. There's just so many things. It's like the fascination with the Royals that I've always had as, you know. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Tell us more, Char. I did not know this about you. No, it's just, you know, it's just, well, because you grew up. I grew up with my mom, you know, being in love with with Princess Princess Di. Di. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And so it's just like, so my, you know, like being around that, it's like, I've always had, you know, I've always known about their stuff, you know, my mom, like, I remember growing up and like, my mom was reading the Diana book when I, you know, like I was Mm. like, you know, 12 or 13 or however old I was. And so it's like, I've always kind of followed the Royals and I've watched stuff about them. And then um, I always thought that in the, and before it's funny, it's like, everybody always liked William, right? I was always I, I I liked William. I know the the Ange was, was always a Harry fan, but then when Harry got older, and then when he started when he was with Megan, all of a sudden there's this like you see Harry in a different light. Like oh he's like this adult Harry, and look at him he's yeah like he's grown into the like they always said he was like oh like you know, literally the reddest stepchild, mm-hmm. but no he's this like hot young man, right? And then, well, and yeah. then William got bald, so then that well, then he, like that. he you know the balding yeah really. But his um, game. easy, easy on the bonding. <laughs> but watching, but being able, I think that's the thing that was most kind of refreshing or different about this is being able to see the royals, a royal like Harry of that stature, being able to just sit down and like talk candidly. Like you could see that with you know Megan, she was you know she was famous, you know she was this, she was an actress, she was famous before you know, not to this level but you know she's done press she knows how to she's done interviews but i don't think you've really got to see harry do something like this where he just you know like he's asked all the hard-hitting questions and he's able to answer them you know Mm -hmm. if he's done interviews before you know that it's very much controlled and very much under uh you know lock and key what they're allowed to talk about and and all that and then you add exactly you add the oprah mix into it where you know there's no, like I've always said that there's, there's only two people in the world that could do interviews like that or that could draw that kind of information out of people and it's Oprah and Howard Stern. You know, it's like they can't, you know, mm-hmm. like they get mm-hmm. they get that kind they the the celebrities they're like they're, they're celebrity whispers, they're interview whispers. They can get something out of these people that you that they would never ever talk about in other in some other atmosphere. Mhm. Yeah, and you get a sense from whoever they're interviewing that they're kind of relieved to be saying this finally. You know, it's sort of a, a right. weight off their shoulders too to finally be brutally honest. But I think one moment that stood out for me was in the beginning when Megan was saying, 
you know, her whole life, she's been an advocate specifically for women's rights. And for the last four years, she's been silenced and how that sort of ate away at her. Like, who am I now? You know? And I was just like, God damn it. This is what we do for love. See, this is why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And she was okay with that. She was perfectly fine with, you know, dimming her, her shine for him um, until she found out, you know, that nobody had her back. So that really stood out for me. um, Just that inner turmoil she must've been feeling. And, and, and relationship, like, I don't know, you know, for lack of a better hashtag, like relationship goals or relationship bond, like, like that's a lot, you know, you know, to on both ends, Harry having to give up everything that he's had and what he's a part of that all he's known. And then also Megan, coming into this and coming into something that you know like is way bigger than you ever imagined like she you know like she said she said I didn't know that it would it's like I know the fantasy of it I know what I thought it would be like but it's like you're in it and then to see them come out on and that was I think was also cool is this like just seeing seeing a couple so strong and so bonded and so having each other's back because that easily like you know like he easily could have been like well you know this is my family you know and mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. you know this is how it is and that's how we're, we're gonna have to deal but he didn't you know and that's you know that that kind of loyalty to your family is is huge you know and and you know you i i can completely respect that a lot of people are giving him crap because he turned his back on his on the family, on, you know, on the royal family, but it's just like, but that's loyalty. That's, that's loyalty to your kids. It's loyalty to the mother of your child, your children. And they they turned their back on him first. Let's be real. Right. They were asking for help, and nobody was willing to help them. So, but limber. I mean, I I just wrote down like I don't know, if, like there's all this stuff I have. I like yes. I can't forget this shit. I have no. Yes. Whoa, where do I start? Um. Well, she's beautiful, by the way. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And I know that's very superficial, but she really is just, as a biracial woman, she's just like, hello. Loved her heels. I'm totally going there right now. I'm like, <laughs> heels and pregnant? Fuck off. Um, and she's 39? Fuck off. Um, but And I didn't realize, I didn't know that she was married before, so that was new news to me. And um, and I was surprised by that because not only, yes, she's a half black woman, which was probably um, terrifying to the royal family, but I didn't realize that they would be like cool with her also being married before. So I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and I didn't know that she was older than him. So maybe we talked about this a long time ago, but I had no idea. Um, Holy shit, Tyler Perry helped them out. I mean, I was I like, need, yeah. I was sitting there and I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I need to know more about this. I'm like, can we have a side podcast about what that even entailed? Like, did yeah. she know him before? Like, he's just like, oh, just use my house and I give you security because I can do that. Like, what? <laughs> yes, yes, I know. That was that was not talked about enough. No, it was not. It was, was like Tyler Perry note. at the royal wedding. Was he at the wedding? I can't I have remember. No idea. Because I know that obviously not that Oprah, I remember. Oprah I, yeah. was like you know like her, her. I didn't even know Oprah was there. So I was yeah. like, oh, Oprah, James Corden, the you know, Serena Williams, like the all the all the people from Suits. <laughs> all her, oh, that's right, because that's what she was on, yeah. and you like that show. I know. I I hadn't watched it. Oh, someone I know literally. Okay. Yeah. Me yeah okay. Either. Yeah. So I don't know where Tyler Perry fit in. Like I, yeah. Uh, 
What else? I really, really, really appreciated that the undertone, and then I, Oprah alluded to it too. The undertone really was around mental health. I really, mm-hmm. I love that they talked about that, um, even when it got really dark for Megan and and for for um, Harry, but that that was topical. And I was like yelling at the TV and Jeff, I'm like, and we talked about Prince Harry and mental health. I just found it episode 185 in 2017. Like he's been talking about this shit and I really appreciate it. And I guess he and Oprah are working on something for Apple around Mm -hmm. mental health. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I see what's happening. Um, and then didn't know about Archwell. So I was like, do we like submit our podcast for that, their media company? Like, how do we get in on this shit? Um, I thought that was really interesting. Their kid is super cute, Archie. I mean, just want to yeah. snuggle with that little guy. He's so cute. Um, I mean, we could talk about the skin color issue. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's surprising and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's his dad, right? It's gotta be his dad. Yeah, I mean, Jeff's like, I mean, it just proves again how terrible what's his dad's Charles is just yeah, a terrible. He's person. been a dick from day one. Come on, it's gotta be his dad. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you caught it, Andrew, but Oprah said this morning when she's talking to Gail that uh, <laughs> Can you do I did catch it. Yes. Where she, she, where she basically said, uh, if I have the opera, uh, Harry told me that, uh, she said that she tried to get who it was off the air also, off off the record. And she couldn't, but he was able to say and that she could share that, um, that he wanted her to share that if she had the opportunity to say it was not Prince Philip or the queen that had this conversation with him. It's of all people, sad. I mean, who else is left? It's William or Charles. <laughs> like, Exactly. And he just drops in the middle of the interview, like, oh, before he stopped taking my Is calls. going to be to his father. <laughs> so it's his dad. Come on. Or uh, I'm not even going to talk about Kate or we can, but just. Please talk off. about her. Look Do you off, think she's Kate? terrible? Do you think well, she's a terrible person? Just the fact that she made her cry three days before her wedding because of flower girl dresses. That's just like, fuck off, Kate. It's not your day. Uh, and I don't really care about anything else. <laughs> it was cool when when Oprah was like, oh, you you went with Kate Middleton to, to watch Serena play. And it looked like, you know, you were having this good time with your sister-in-law. Is that what it did? It was that what it was like? And she was like, nothing is as it seems. That was her response. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a moment and I was like, OK, I mean, so they settled in Santa Barbara or around Santa Barbara where I'm like, well, they live in Montecito. So let's just be real about Montecito and that they're, they're neighbors with Oprah. I mean, I mean, you have to make over a certain amount of money to live in Montecito. So I, I'm sure they're doing fine. And I know he alluded also to his mom took care of him. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know they cut him off. Yes. Huge. <laughs> I was like, such bullshit. Wow. Um, but, you know, maybe it makes them stronger. I don't know. But I also like they also live in Montecito and they have friends like Oprah and Tyler Perry. So I think they'll be OK. Right. They're not struggling. Um, no, I, no, <laughs> no. They'll be OK. I'm not worried I, about that. I was. Well, I guess I'm not. I, I say I'm surprised, but then you're not uh, that, you know, when she became 
uh, the Duchess, she she just was never staffed. She was never briefed. She was never taught yeah. how to be. She had to teach herself how to curtsy. She had to teach herself the national anthem. Like I bet that blew my fucking mind because I, you know, I had a, a brief stint where I was working for a, su- a supervisor of San Francisco. And even as as a supervisor of a local, you know, local politician in the city, you have to whoever shadowing has to have a briefing folder. Like this is the event we're going to. These are the people that are going to be there. This is the who, what, why, when, where, uh, you know, these are the talking points for every event you go to. Like, it's so, it's so important because they're doing 50 things a day. Right. And the fact that she was just thrown into the wolves, um, you know, I, I think I read someone wrote on Twitter, like, so let me get this straight. You know, a woman of color got a job that white people didn't want her to have. So they set her up to fail. And when she actually exceeded at it, they got pissed. Right. You know, that's just, that's what happened. And uh, I was just blown away by that. Yeah, I, I'm i sorry. This morning I woke up or whatever. I was in a doctor's appointment with my fiance. And we'll talk about that later if we need to. But I saw this tweet. Maybe <laughs> laughs. It's like, Oprah just woke up one day and was like, you know what? I'm bored. Let me take down the British monarchy. <laughs> and I was like and that's what she did um he's learned probably the worst things about his family by being with her but by him learning those things him opting out of this entire system to Shar's point is huge and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting to hear him talk about that system and that he's like my dad and my brother are caught in that system Mm -hmm. um and it made it, I was really sad about, I don't want to start crying, but uh, <laughs> that he and his brother went through this traumatic thing with his mom and that they've just gone two separate ways around it. Um, mm-hmm. And that made me sad for them and their relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I'm so mad at, uh, you know, the British press and everyone yeah. coming out, like, how could he do this against his family? If you watch the interview and you hear how he speaks to it, he he paints them as victims as well. He Mm -hmm. calls, he says, my dad and my brother are trapped. He's not saying they're assholes. You know, he's not, he's not judging them for the way they treated him. He's, he's sharing, he's blowing the house of cards, right? Like it's all a facade. They're as much victims to the press as he was. Right. They just choose to cower to. They're playing that game. Mm -hmm. To save, to save face where he was like, no, I can't, I can't do this for the health of myself and my family. So, uh, you know, he speaks to them and about the situation with a lot of empathy. Yeah. uh, Not talking shit at all. Um, So, you know, it's just, it just goes to show that we've outgrown this system. We've outgrown this monarchy. And, you know, if if it doesn't bend, it breaks. You know, if you don't change with the times, if you can't evolve, then your institution is going to collapse. You know, it may not happen tomorrow, but it'll happen. And it is happening. I, uh, I was watching a documentary year, a a few years ago. Maybe it was around the time that, um, the Harry and Meghan got engaged. And uh, it was just all about the royal family and about, um, they were saying that, and everybody is just like, well, what's the point of the monarchy? What's the point of the royal family? Or what what is their job? And mm-hmm. uh, one, of the, one of the people, one of the subjects in it, um, I don't know if he was a, a historian or something, but he, he basically his, his flat out answer was, the job of the royal family is to survive, is to make sure that they that the monarchy doesn't fall 
and and I think that's that's basically what they've been doing and that's and then you know and here Harry is he pulled away and then he's just like yeah that's not my job anymore I love it here you go I hope he sets the example because they cannot be the only ones in that family that are are getting treated poorly that are I mean obviously it's more extreme because he married a woman of color and you know etc an American but there have to be more royals who are like hmm Harry was able to do it you know, maybe we can do it. And I was just, I was sitting there and I don't remember which part of it. Again, I was yelling at the, <laughs> yelling at the TV. <laughs> but I was like, remember when Prince Charles, they had him on uh, him, rec- I don't know who recorded it, but there's recordings of him talking about how he wanted to be a tampon inside of Camilla Parker Bowles. No yes, one remembers this. I do. And I was like, this. that was okay. That is okay. <laughs> fucking disgusting motherfuckers yeah uh, and also prince andrew right and him oh, and epstein God, like, fuck off. how about where's the firm on that why weren't they fucking taking care of that shit mm-hmm. jesus fuck you reminded me of another tweet i saw it was uh that someone wrote uh, imagine bringing your wife and kid to america because it's less racist <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh the irony yeah ah jesus well i'm i'm ready for that other podcast about tyler perry and how that whole connection i mean that Mm -hmm. was everything was a bombshell but that i don't understand where that came (laughs) from so or tweeted us someone tell me i don't even know um tyler perry is like a secret santa of sorts i think or i don't know my my reaction to that was i think because harry has always had a relationship with oprah you know, like they've always, you know, like, you know, they've always been friendly. Obviously she, she was at the wedding. I feel like Tyler Perry might've been at the wedding. I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right. Well, I'm like, going to now have to deep dive. They've Charlotte got, yeah, they've got, uh, but I'm guessing that because of the relationship with Oprah and, you know, Oprah and, and Tyler, that all loads, all yes. roads lead back to Oprah. to Oprah. It's like, Oprah's like the new Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so i maybe maybe that could be it maybe it's like oh well you know friends of friends are, oh i've got friends that can help you oprah don't worry i got somebody that can help you <laughs> someone has a house and security for you who is it it's tyler perry oh okay but, i mean i don't well, understand did what, harry know who tyler perry was? well one last point before before we we move on to what, you don't want to keep talking before we, we start can, talking about but, hospital visits I, we can talk uh, about this for an hour but the one thing that I did, the one thing that we didn't, we hadn't talked about yet was like the whole thing with security is I didn't know that I, it didn't even dawn on me that that would be such a big issue until they were talking about it, you know, and then they were saying, you know, you know, like, and then, and then um, when they were talking about the whole Tyler Perry thing, where um, the reason they, you know, jetted over to the US right away from Canada was because their security detail was being taken away and they were about to go into lockdown and they didn't know how long, like, I mean, like talk about having to have that kind of foresight of going, holy crap, everybody's gonna know exactly where we are. We're on lockdown, so we can't leave and we won't have security. (laughs) So we have to get the hell out of here and make sure Mm -hmm. that we're sheltered in in a safe place. And that's like, that is so crazy that it's like, and you know, and those, you know, that's what they have to think about. And and that's the kind of stuff that they didn't get help on, which is just amazing. It just was shitty. 
you're like, fine. Okay. Take their money away. Sure. Whatever. But the security part. Yeah. It's like, we don't give a fuck about you anymore. Right. Right. Or maybe not that to that extent, but we care more about our, our money and our, our family business than we do you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to talk about? Oh, old people issues. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just long story short, Jeff can't walk. Like really, he just can't walk. Um, and it started when we, uh, went up to Mendocino to one of our favorite places and like three hours into our like little getaway, he just was like uh, bedridden and, the sweet part was that he had our neighbors show up as a surprise. So they showed up at happy hour, um, Stephen and Lindsay, and um, we had adjoining rooms, which was super cute. So we just made it work. He couldn't do anything. Um, I did get a rad massage though, y'all. Holy shit. I think all of the pandemic was worked out for a minute. She spent like two hours on shit. Things were cracking and moving. I mean, it was, it was a little crazy. I dream about massage. I know. I know. I, uh, that was my, one of my birthday presents to myself. Um, but yeah, he just can't move. So we've been to urgent care, we've been to the doctor. And then today we went to the orthopedist. And so they gave him, he did an x-ray. Um, they think it's a thing called bursitis. Um, and then they gave him cortisone shots in his hip. So that could work today. It could work in a week. It can work in two weeks. So how how is he getting up and down the stairs and slowly he's only gone out for doctor's appointments. It's not like he's going out at all. Like he's, and now, so, uh, like a month ago or two, we were on a walk and just down the street, you know, you can find treasures on the street in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like we normally do. There were a pair of, uh, which you could have used back in November. And there were crutches. a pair of crutches that were like brand new. So our, our neighbor, Steven had them. So yesterday I'm like, dude, do you still have those crutches? He's like, yeah, they're by my car. So I just like, I just cleaned them off. They're fine. So he used those today, but he can like, when he takes a shower, he's only taken two. He, he can barely stand. So, oh my God. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> that's fucking horrible. So it's, that's been, um, yeah. 2020 can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Still happening. <laughs> not to be a Debbie Downer, but then I was like, shit, man, if you can't move, like, are we going to have to move out of this place? Cause he can't be going upstairs or down he's gonna get better yeah yeah we'll see how the cortisone shot goes but um that's it i don't know i know we're all doing shit for other people so it's like here we are i think i think you subconsciously felt bad that you weren't a caregiver to anyone so you (laughs) (laughs) you manifested without planning yeah yeah did i um love then yeah something like that yeah he's got to eat before he takes his meds so we're on that schedule and yeah it's it's interesting so we'll see how that goes well it's really funny that reminds me so aaron shared with shar and i uh we have talking points from uh, shoshana who's our amazing pr um whisperer Who's also going through stuff too. I mean, you know. Who is also, yeah, we, Just, we love and we're sending strength to. Yeah. Uh, but but one of the talking points was, it said something about uh, perspective of women in their 30s and 40s. And I was like, not for long. 
Hey, we're going to hold on to this old lady. This old lady's turning 40 in a month. Next month. (laughs) We're going to have to change that line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But mentally we're in our, what? Uh, 22. 13. 13 year old. Sometimes seven. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But I did want to give a shout out. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Go. Oh, (laughs) I did want to give a shout out. It is International Women's Day. So I wanted to say happy International Women's Day and the uh, the the um, title, I guess, for this year's International Women's Day is Choose to Challenge. So I thought that was uh, Mm. appropriate on the heels of Meghan Markle and and her sharing her her truth finally. Uh, And I just wanted to give a, a shout out to two women that have been inspiring me lately. Naomi Osaka just won her fourth Grand Slam title. And you know how much I love her. And yeah. I saw today uh, Malala Yousafzai, who is oh. the uh, yeah survivor at 15. She was shot by the Taliban because of her uh, being outspoken for a, a, a child, a, a young girl's right to an education. Um, she just uh, signed a deal with Apple, a multi-year programming deal with them. And she's going to be at the helm of dramas, comedies, documentaries, animation, and children's um, shows. So she's what? now going to be developing programming. She's for a Apple. programmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was just like, "What? That's just the best fuck you she could ever give, you know, to these people, to the Taliban, and and these people that are trying to that were trying to take her down for wanting an education." Is now she's at the helm of of all wow. these things. So yeah, really inspiring women out there, and uh, yeah, choose to challenge, spread the word. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to challenge y'all because we have a minute left uh, to uh, figure out your one moment of pleasure mm-hmm. or one minute. I'll go first. Jeez, I almost forgot about, I forgot about this. So I forgot that I was going to have to have one. <laughs> well, I came with mine. Duh. Well, see, we were off the cuff last time, Char, so you'll be able I was, to I, I had to think about it right before. Uh, moment of pleasure probably in the last week is just receiving mail. B-Day. Oh, birthday. happy birthday. Ange, Ange sent a real nice card. I have it literally right here next to me with some cool stickers. I don't know how you made those. Um, and my earrings. And then, yeah, it was just it's nice to get mail. I hope that sticks uh outside of the pandemic because i think people got got back to snail mail so i'm realizing it's the first time the two of you guys are probably okay. been separated for your birthdays yes that was in the card yeah that's, oh. i mean this card it's Jesus being felt fuck. it's yeah oh, shut <laughs> okay Okay, so my moment of pleasure is actually two are of uh, these young Asian stars, rising stars that have brought me so much joy. So I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar uh, with my sister for her birthday and the uh, young kid. Oh, why are you making that face? I heard it wasn't good. Well, no, my my moment oh. of pleasure is <laughs> yes. Ray, Rain Doi, who the young. Oh, um, me? Young, yeah. Me? Young, <laughs> he's a young Japanese American. He's 12 years old and he's freaking hilarious. Um, so I just, I just love his, his energy and I hope he's in many more things to come. But last night, um, Alan Kim, who just won best young actor at the Critics' Choice Awards for his, uh, portrayal in Minari, he mm. plays Stephen Young's, uh, Young's son. He won best, uh, young actor and he's 
crying. He's bawling in his acceptance speech. And it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I, I just love that both of these characters, you know, they play young Asian kids that are, that are funny. They're actually funny and, and a little bit uh, rebellious. And I just would have loved to see young Asian characters like that when I was a young kid. Uh, and uh, it's just great to see that they're given these opportunities and they're winning awards and they're just adorable. So I'm just happy to see happy to see young kids like this that look like us and and actually act like us when we were kids. <laughs> so that brought me a lot of pleasure. Cute. Shar? I guess my moment of pleasure, I'll go back to, um, it's, it's, it's a week old because I've had a, a crazy week, but um, being able to go to, um, I went to Muir Woods for an afternoon and then I went to Stinson Beach with my nephews. And it was like the first time I've been able to like kind of do anything with them that didn't involve talking to them through a, a glass window mm -hmm. in, the, in front of their house. And then also just going into that nature and remembering like it, it made me, you know, like traveling and camping and doing all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to get back to at least, you know, I know I feel it. And that's, and that maybe that is my, my overall moment of pleasure is that I could feel we're getting closer to doing more of what we want, you know? Like, I could feel that I'm about to get a vaccination soon. It's coming. I've tried many, many, I've tried like a dozen, half a dozen times to get one and I've, I've, I've been unsuccessful of getting an extra one. But it, it, even if I don't get it, I'm gonna get it. We're, we're, like, we're gonna be eligible, like, you know, any second now. And I could feel that that's gonna, you know, going to concerts, going out, meeting you guys up for, Aaron's birthday or Angie's birthday or whatever, all of that stuff. That's the, that moment of pleasure is uh, looking forward to that is, uh, is kind of, kind of cool. I, I love that. I am with you, Shar. I feel like things are getting a little bit normal, but Angie's is going to get the vaccine tomorrow. So we'll have to hear more about that on the next basis. Yeah. You just reminded me. I totally forgot. Maybe that should have been my moment of pleasure. No, but... no, no. I want to hear about <laughs> it next time we do basic, but yeah. I'm so glad to connect with y'all. And um, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.